This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You rotten mobs! You overpaid winners! Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Left side throw, and it's broken up in the end zone! Broken up in the end zone! Knocked down by Brashad Breeland! The Chiefs hold on down! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Crossover move, great move. Grace Pyle, left-handed finish is perfect. Everything happening in the sports world. Michelangelo, this is the day he died in 1564. Oh my gosh, Michelangelo, thank you so much. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Let's pack the place, yeah. come on. Why can't we pack the place? Steve's gonna challenge it's people again. It's for the again. kids, it's for the kids. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing, another edition of According to Jim, right here on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Try that again. Good afternoon. Steve, have you enjoyed your day so far? Busy day. Busy, busy. Busy day. What all you been posting? Oh. So many things, just so many things. Well, rattle them off. We can tell them to go to midkansasonline.com. Well, we had, we had some, let's see, some uh, middle school basketball. Oh, yeah. Pre-seed on Matt College's game for tomorrow night. That's right. Call them about tonight's big games that we are going to be attending in Andover Central. So we had some some more football honors. Um, I think I, I can't remember. I had like seven or eight items posted. Well, you mentioned football honors. Really big one came in yesterday for McPherson Night Football. And that was that Cody Snufflebeam was selected to the top 11 All-State All-Class by the Wichita Eagle. He must have been number 12 from the Topeka Capital Journal because he didn't make their top 11, was on their second team, their top 22, but made the top 11 from the Wichita Eagle. And Steve, you're a member of the Wall of Fame committee. You've been around high school football for a long time, and in particular, high school football here. Can you just give somebody that maybe is been used to a lot of winning and a lot of great programs. Can you give them the the summary of how big of a deal it is to have somebody in the top 11? Well, it really is. Um, you know, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, both Chandlers made it. I think Christian Olsaker maybe. Did he make it or not? I can't remember in football. But it's just so very hard to make. Tyler Matthews, I believe, was, yep. a, was a top 11. Uh, the thing is, one thing about the uh, top 11 is kind of political because Wichita tends to lean toward more players in their readership area. Topeka tends to lean more toward readers in their area. If it comes down to a kid that is not in either one of their readership areas, you know, then that's their decision. But if it's a kid, say, say Cody Stuffelbean and a kid from Topeka Hayden, if it came down to those two, Topeka is going to take the Topeka Hayden kid Wichita's going to take the McPherson kid because it, that's just that's just kind of how they think. Well, part of it's that you've seen them. Right, exactly. It's really hard for whoever is putting it together at the Topeka Capital Journal Rick to, Peterson, to say, Brett Maycock. all right, yeah, it's Cody Snufflebean. They haven't seen him. Right. Where Hayden Barber of the Wichita Eagle that put theirs together, he did see Cody. And he saw, and he him, saw him in the Goddard game. Um, and he had a man-sized performance. And it's impact performances like that that really help in those departments. And I can remember 
that day thinking, man, what a good game for Cody to be able to show off to the Wichita Eagle. And like we know as well, it helps that he has the K-State tag that right. is attached to him. Right. If K-State is interested, if Wisconsin was interested in Virginia Tech and all those schools, there's something there. Yeah. And speaking of Virginia Tech, just for off just off uh, the wall thinking. Off Khalil Herbert from KU. Yeah, I saw that. Going to Virginia Tech. Something about KU guys graduate, transferring to Virginia grad, Tech. Graduate transfer provided he graduates from KU. If not, he'd have to sit out a year, but he'll probably graduate. But anyway, back to Cody. Right. A really big honor for him yesterday. And I know that when it comes to the Wall of Fame committee, there are not very many football guys up on the Wall of Fame because the criteria is extremely difficult. You have to be a top 11 in both the Topeka Capital Journal and the Wichita Eagle, but I get the feeling there might be a Cody Stuffelbean rule enacted. Well, it's some, you know, I'm on the committee and it's something I've talked to Shane Bakus about. Um, it's the one of the problems I think we have and we and we've we've discussed this and we realize it. Some sports it's a lot easier than other sports to get on. And football and basketball are incredibly incredible, at least to be automatics. Right now, you can get on. You can get on after the, the ten. You know, once you're eligible after you've graduated for ten years, then you can go on as a, you know, as a selection. You know, but as far as an automatic, what automatic bursts are for the Wall of Fame, any state champion, individual state champion, individual state champion, or like if you're on a relay team, that relay team goes on. If you're doubles team in tennis, both players go on. Uh, any state champion. So, you know, that's pretty easy. But in football, to me, to make all-state, all-class by both is extremely difficult. I think if you make it by one, to me, that, that you're still all-state, all-class. You're top 11. Right. So you are recognized by one entity as being one of the best 11. And to me, that should be good enough. When, when you just compare it to some other sports, let's just take – Soccer, for example. Right. This is not a slight or a dig at soccer by any means, but let's take the amount of players that play boys' soccer in the state and compare it to the amount that play just football. Right. Every school in the state has football, pretty much. Right. I mean, about 99% of them. Yeah. I guess Elyria doesn't. But about half the schools have soccer, if not less than half. So the criteria is just different. And and the rule, you don't have to be all-state, all-class to be in no. there for soccer. You just have to be first-team all-state twice. Twice. And McPherson, of course, has an incredible run of uh, players. And comparing it and, to and, basketball, and again, too. We're not, we're not trying to slight what the soccer kids have done because it's a great honor. Two-time all-state, first-team. you got to be first-team. Two-time all-state, first-team. That's a big honor. That's an incredible honor. But we have had such a high level of soccer, plus, you know, it's a little easier to make all-state first team in 4A than it is. We, we saw that this year than it is in 5A. Yeah. So, you know, we a lot of the kids that are on the Wall of Fame now uh, made it because we were in 4A. But, again, we're not trying to demean soccer at all. But then you compare to basketball, too. Yeah. Think about how many basketball players there are in the state of Kansas, boys and girls. And for you to have to be in the top five, five. Yeah. from both papers. Right. That is extremely, extremely difficult, and that's why the fact that there have been so many McPherson kids that have been in that top five is so impressive. Yeah. That, that's part well, of the reason why it's incredible. Eight, We've had eight Mr. Basketballs, I believe. On the boys' side. On, on the yeah, boys Mr., side. and then three and Miss. Three on, yeah, three on the girls' side. So, 
uh, you know, it's just very difficult. Now, of course, after 10 years, everybody, 10 years after you're out of high school, you're eligible, you know, we have, we get a list. We talk about them every year. We add to the list. We subtract from the list. Now, it's not supposed to be based off of things that you do after high school, right, correct? Right. It's supposed to be based off of your high school performance. Let's take Tanner Hawkinson, for example, who went in, what, two years ago? Right. So Tanner would have been an all-state football player while he was here, but wasn't a top 11. Right. Goes on to KU, goes on to the Cincinnati Bengals, and then... Ten years later, he gets recognized, and it helps that everything else went his way. You know, a four-year starter at KU, and, right. and that he gets some played of the credibility. The NFL, yeah. Right. Play, played for several teams in the NFL. But it's not supposed to be, okay, little Johnny didn't make the high school baseball team, and then all of a sudden goes to a Division One school and hits 500 home runs and then goes on to play in the major leagues, yeah. and, and he didn't even play here. Right. It, it's not supposed to be based off of things you do outside of high school right your high school career goes into it that's right it, it really is and and I think for the most part the committee has, you know I've been on the committee since the very start I can't remember what year it was I want to say 92 or 93 is when we started and uh, of course Mitch Holtus our my good friend Mitch Holtus yeah, you're who good was here friend. Friday his wife I believe was on the very first class that went on because she was a state champion in 1974 but Mitch always calls her my wife you know the Wall of Famer. The first he night he has the liner that yeah. we run. Yeah. He said, hey, come on. My wife's in the Wall of Fame. That's right. And he's very proud of Tammy for being on the Wall of Fame. And, and you know, it is an honor. It's an, it's an incredible honor. I mean. I mean, you're it, on there. Yeah. It can't and, be that good of yeah, an honor. And, 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 yeah. But, you know. It can't I, be that great. I, I was shocked that, you know, that, and, and, you know, when they voted on for me to go on there, I, I put it off for, they wanted to do it a few years ago. And I said I just didn't. It just didn't feel right. But then they said if you go on when Carol Swenson went on, I said okay, I'll do it under that circumstance because you and Swen and Lecker, who else Caitlin, was in that? Caitlin group? Lecker was in our class. I don't, I don't remember who else we had, but uh, yeah, I remember you know the three of us went on there, and it was. Well, it was, and you're a state champion coach. I am. I am a state champion coach. So I coached the McPherson High golf team. To a, I was the co-head coach. Cliff Hawks and I shared it. So. Uh, you know, we both uh, are on the wall of fame, but it's a very prestigious honor. It's something that, uh, you know, I always cherish after, you know, I'm retired and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just, it's flattering to be on the wall. And it's impressive. If you, if you ever, if you haven't ever done it, go start and go all the way around and look at all the plaques on the wall. It's amazing the quality of athletes and, and contributors we've had at, to make first and high athletics. There you go. Steve, we've got a lot to talk about today. Okay. The Bullpups taking on Andover Central tonight Ooh, on the games. road. Big games. In the jungle mm-hmm. against two very hot Andover Central teams to start. Right. The girls beat May South. And remember, if you take away the six forfeited losses from them last year for playing an ineligible player, that was an undefeated May South girls basketball team last year. Right. That returns its best player. And Andover Central beat them by 12. Yeah. On Friday night. The well, Andover Central boys... Beat May South by 21, 70 to 49. Having three days of practice at the most. Right. So these are two monster games tonight. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. Steve, did you watch Monday Night Football last night? I watched about two quarter, about two and a half quarters. You of didn't it. stick around to see no, if Eli Manning could it was, win it. I heard it was a great ending, and my man, I'd started Zach Ertz in my fantasy football league, and when I'd turned off, he hadn't done anything, and then I looked at the stats this morning. He had two touchdowns and and like 90-some yards in receiving. So, 
But I didn't start Drew Brees, and I think that cost me. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, Tom nice Bra- call. Pick Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Creak- old Tom. Grandpa Tom. Yeah, creaky old Tom Brady who, who, you know, you need to get his oil can out and oil up his arm a little bit. Steve, I also want to talk about the New England Patriots some more. Okay. Have you seen the big headlines about I them? I was a busy man today. I just didn't I didn't have Well, I'll fill you in here at the end. I think they did something again a little shady, is that correct? Oh, you are on the right track. Okay. What what a big guess that and would be. And I'm sure Bill Belichick's totally saying we didn't know or something like man, that. Man, that's pretty good for not knowing anything about the story. Well, but it's just Bill Belichick. I know how he works. We'll talk about that a little bit later, right. but coming up next, Bullpups at Andover Central. You're listening to According to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, two really big games coming up tonight for these McPherson teams. Two really big games. And I think that maybe you and I had undersold Andover Central a little bit going into the year. And I think that on the girls' side, at least, on the boys' side, I don't think that we have been a very, very, very talented boys' team. But on the girls' side, they were extremely young last year. And remember that when McPherson played them, it was their second game of the season, started a ton of sophomores, started a ton of freshmen, and it was kind of an ugly game, 47-29, that McPherson won here. But they have gotten a year better, gotten a year older, they've got another freshman that has come in that is very talented, and I think that this Andover Central girls team is going to supply a huge test tonight. Then, in the back of your mind, you start thinking about Friday, going to Derby, Mm -hmm. a team that has won... 50 of its last 51 games, 50 of its last 52 games. And who beat them? Well, McPherson beat them a couple years ago, but then yep. lost to them last year. Right. And Washburn Rural beat them in the state semis. But they've lost about two games over the last three years. Right. So you draw that up. You've got that game Friday. You've got this game tonight. And I think this Andover Central team is going to be completely different looking from what they were a year ago. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And, uh, you know, the Bullpups faced no – I mean – during the game last Friday, they faced no adversity. They faced adversity earlier in the day when uh, Emma Ruddle was ruled out probably for, you know, a good, you know, at least, what, six weeks probably. So they did have adversity during the game. In that game against Andover, the Bullpups faced no adversity. I mean, they played about as good a game as you could play. Now they got to go on the road. You know, they don't have their friendly home gym, the friendly fan, you know. They're going to the jungle. They're going to the jungle. And it's, it'll be interesting to see how they react now. You know, we got some players in the lineup that haven't played very much on the road. So, you know, this is going to be a big test for them. I look for this game to really go down to the wire. I really do. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if the Bullpups can play with the same execution, the same unselfishness. I thought, I thought they played about as good a team basketball as you'll ever see the other night. And uh, I haven't looked at the sizes of Andover Central. Do, what do you, you have the sizes there? You got the roster? No, we just have the classification. Okay. 
Stana doesn't put the number or puts the heights on there. Well, that's too hard. Yeah, that would be. Hard. Yeah, don't don't put the heights on there. Yeah, so we're not sure how big they are. I think when McPherson plays a team its own size, it's going to be favoring about every game just because of the execution standpoint. Uh, I don't think Andover Central has anybody six two or six three or anybody anything like that. So um, it's going to come down. It'll be it just be interesting to see how the Bullpups played it after playing so so well on Friday. Then you look at the Andover Central boys, and there are a lot of question marks. Even though they're the number one team, even though they're defending state champs, even though they have Xavier Bell, to me there were a lot of question marks going into this year with this team. Because with the exception of Bell and their big guy, Jerome Washington, and then you throw in Shamari Pardell, who's not a monster off. He was not a big offensive player last year, extremely good defensive player. But because they had their big three last year that did about 90% of their scoring, all the guys they bring back, yeah, they're talented and they've been great in other sports, but they've never really had to do much in basketball. And so to me, I said, okay, here are some question marks. I'll see what they do in the first game against Mays South. First real big test for them. And they'd only had about three days of practice. Right, because they're players. All of their guys pretty much play football. Right. And I thought, okay, we'll we'll see how they respond. Well, they responded really well. They destroyed May South. They destroyed May South. They had five different guys going to double digits and, and some guys that maybe I wasn't expecting to see have as big a games as they did. And I think in terms of passing that first test. And over certain, Central certainly did so. But remember, Steve, that even with the Jags' big three last year of Xavier Bell, Easton Leadham, Braden Belt, guys that all have scored more than 1,000 points in their career, they didn't really stro- or do well against McPherson last year. Well, was, we were up seven at the half, wasn't it 30-23 at the half? Right. And Jake Alexander went out the first two minutes of that game. Right. So... I think there's a lot of hope with this McPherson boys team going into this game tonight because, let's also remember, they didn't play very well on Friday night. They're looking to get back into the swing of things. And I think that even though this is an Andover Central team that is very, very good, and you have maybe the state's best player in Xavier Bell, there's a few that might be better, but not many, it makes life a little more difficult when you have a task like that. But I think that these boys, it's not a bad matchup for them because they do like to pump the basketball inside. They can score underneath. Last year, Cody Stuffelbeam was 9 out of 10 against this Andover Central team, and they're smaller this year. So I think that in terms of getting the ball inside, they've got a chance to do that tonight. Well, one thing we know Andover Central will not do nearly as well as they did last year is shoot the three. I mean, they were an incredible— Well, it's almost impossible to do it as well as they did last year. and Easton Leadham— of course, Xavier, you know, he'll shoot the three. He can shoot it out there. Here's their number from last year. They were 39% from three. Wow. And that's not 39 out of 100. They took 548 threes and made 213 of them. That's incredible. 213 made threes right. is a ton yeah. over a 25-game season. So this team... We can say that they won't be as good of a three-point shooting team, and who knows, they can go out and go 15-24 to like Andover did, but on paper they shouldn't be as good of a three-point shooting team. And I think a real key tonight, the Bullpups have to score early. You can't get in a a hole like they did here on Friday when they're down 14-1, to 19-4, trail by 22 at the half or 23, whatever it was, 22 at the half. You got to come out and score early. I think you got to get Cody Stufflebean a lot of touches inside. Seth Madron, you know, on Friday came out 
And you could tell he, he played like the first quarter, he played like a sophomore. He had a lot of turnovers, uh, you know, just tried to, he, he got sped up a little bit. But that second half, he looked like he could play as, as well as anybody in the state. He scored 15 points in the second half, got to the basket, used his athleticism. And, and I think playing a team like Andover Central, it's going to be another up and down game. It's not going to be, be fast paced. It's going to be fast paced. It's not going to be a half court game. But the Bullpups have got to make some shots. That's what it's going to come down to. Got to make some threes. I think they had seven threes, which isn't a bad number at all in their season opener. But I, I think you, you know, you, you got to uh, keep Xavier Bell, Xavier Bell under control. You just can't let it. he had thirty-one against the Bullpups last year. Right. And who was it? Lead him. One of the two sharpshooters was Ofer. Here. Yeah. Easton Leadham. Easton Leadham was like over eight. Yep. And uh, it still scored eight points. Yeah. He went to the line. <laughs> but, but again, uh, I think I wrote in my column, I can't remember a time where the Bullpups are probably a bigger underdog going into a game than they probably are tonight. I think if, you know, when people look at what Andover did to them last week, how young this team is, and, you know, that's the thing. People have got to remember there's only two guys that really played a lot of minutes, a ton of minutes last year. Uh, I know that, you know, Schmidt played some minutes. Sam Pyle played some minutes. Cooper Courtney didn't play a lot of minutes. Last year, Jayden no. Alexander didn't play a lot of minutes. Eli Pyle didn't play a lot of minutes. So you got guys, you know, are just – I mean, it's this is like baptism by fire. So there you go. Learning, yeah. Number one team in the state. Yeah, they're just going to throw – yeah, you're playing number one team in the state. Friday you're going down, play the – I didn't see what Derby was this week. I, they were 10 last week, but – you know, you go down. They haven't played. Yeah, they haven't played yet. You go down to the Derby, the Derby dingy den, the dark, dank, and dismal gym down at Derby, where you almost need a flashlight because it's so dark in there. But, but that's this is a this is an unbelievable week of basketball. And you know, we always say about the Bullpups, anyone, anywhere, anytime, they'll play you, and you know they'll battle you. And this will be a great test for this team going forward because the one thing that keeps telling me in my head is that. This is going to be a very different McPherson team in two months than what they are oh, right there's now. there's no question. So what I, what I see here is getting experience to potentially play a team like Andover Central, whether it's a state tournament, whether it's a sub-state final. Play teams like Andover. Get yourself prepared for what's coming in the, in the next right. couple weeks. And I think that this will be a very different team two months from now. And the girls, too. But I think that tonight's games are really good tests for both of these teams early. Well... The Bullpups' schedule is just outrageous in terms of competitiveness, especially on the boys' side. I, what did I count? 11 games out of 20 against ranked teams right. in the preseason. I think the girls have seven, something like that. The girls have a few. You and know, a the, lot of number one teams in the state. Yeah. That's what's impressive. On the boys, the boys, Wichita Collegiate, Kansas City Piper, Andover Central. They're playing the number one team in 3, 4, and 5A. So they're not backing down from anybody. And I'll guarantee you, Coach Kinneman and Coach Stratham both say, we would rather play a game like this tonight where it could be a possible loss than play a team that you beat running clock, you have down 24-2 to two after a quarter. You don't get much out of that, those kind of games other than padding your stats. All right, Steve. Fun night coming up for, oh, for us down in the jungle. Yeah, huge. Bring your binoculars, your safari pants, your hat. I'm trying to think where we we, I think we were up. I thought we were up on the top uh, over the basket. No, we won't be there. We won't be there. No. Okay. All right. All right. One more break. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. 
According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, we didn't get to the Patriots. No. They've been accused of videotaping the Cincinnati Bengals sideline to get ready for the Bengals, try and pick up some of their calls. You gotta be kidding. Videotaping the coaches. Spygate part two. Belichick's a crook. That's all there is to it. Well, he said he he wasn't involved. Yeah, but he had... Big misunderstanding. He had knowledge of it. Oh, it's always a misunderstanding with him. He was fined $500,000 during the first Spygate. Yeah. In 2007 or 8 or whatever year it was. I'll bet you he didn't pay a penny of it. What do you think is the the penalty for doing it again? Well, it's just... I've had that situation come up recently. and Apparently their videographer yeah. was very well trained. Yeah. And that they tell them, hey, don't say you're with us. Say, oh, I'm filming for this other thing. Oh, I'm filming for this. Filming for this. Come on. You're better than that, New England. Why do you have to prepare for the Bengals? Yeah. They're horrible. Yeah. They're going to be 1-15. in 15, get, I mean, if you're videotaping Big get, Red on the sideline, I get, get number, it. They're, they're going to get the number one draft pick, and I think they're going to take Chase Young. Hey, why wouldn't you take Chase Young? Ohio State. What about Joe Burrow? He's from Cincinnati. They've got the red rifle still. <laughs> yeah, that, that worked out great after he got benched earlier this year. Yeah, but he came back, got started a game, got a win for him. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> win number one. He's still... They got bigger needs. McPherson and Andover Central in the jungle, Steve. But yeah. Mound Ridge Inman, oh, it'll be another if jungle we tonight. If we were not going to Andover tonight, you know where we'd be. We'd be right down there by Dave Cutting, Kara Craig down there on the scores table. Oh, yeah. With Vancer to the right, Brett Fraze to the left, Mound Ridge Inman. Inman people, don't yell at Vance. Don't yell at Vance. Please don't yell at don't, him. I know he's such an easy target to yell. We yell at him at breakfast. I didn't bring him a muffin this I know time, you didn't and bring he was upset. Muffin. But Inman Moundridge, I love those games. If somebody will just bring Vance a muffin yeah. as, a, as a peace offering, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. Get, go down to the go down to the uh, Harvest Cafe. Isn't that, isn't that what it's called? The Inman Harvest it Cafe. It is an Inman. If they've got, ask Polly. Polly's down there. She'll take care of you. They've got, I eat at the Inman Harvest Cafe. Great place. And Polly, tell her you want a muffin for Vance. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for the muffin. Send yeah, me the there bill. You go. Send me the bill. I'll pay for it. All right, Steve. Enjoy your night. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun in Mound Ridge tonight. Gonna be fun. I think uh we have ooh, Canton Galva plays Little River tonight too in the Gossel tournament. Yeah, I don't have all the games in front of me, so don't ask me anymore. Yeah, but I think they play each other. So great night of basketball. Bullpup swimmers at Topeka. Let's see if they can Get that first W of the year. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight from Andrew. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.